Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, should Joe Burrow be mentioned amongst Mahomes and Allen and Kansas State gunning for a Big 12 title? Special guests include the Hall of Famer Michael Irvin at 1030 and he'll be here live from Reading Mahomes at 1145. Now, here's a couple of yokels who I'm about to run circles around with my robust college football knowledge. Jay Binkley and Alex Gold. Thank you, Nick. That's right. Bink in with me today for the next four hours, and we will talk some college football. It seems like a good time to do so. It's a Wednesday in the middle of the week here. College football playoff rankings are are out, of course, after last night. K-State, a chance to win a Big 12 championship on Saturday morning down in Dallas against the TCU Horn Frogs. So we will talk some college football a little bit later. And, yeah, Bink's here. And since Nick won't give me his Heisman ballot, I'll have Bink later on in the show give me his. What's up, Bink? What's going on, Gold? What's going on, Nick? Good see seeing you fellas this morning. He sits in Cody's I chair know, I was and picks say, up Cody's bad habits. I wasn't going to give Bink no, a hard time no. for it because at least Cody, when Cody doesn't turn his mic on, it's like, hey, man, you're here every day. Bink, I get it. I get it. You know, you, you I'm not going to blame you for that as well. But Nick's right. Something about that chair, man. I'm not used to side. Except oh, when I'm with you. Oh, you like it on the right He's side. Well, because when I'm in with Fesco, I'm still over there. I'm always over there for uh, post game and everything else. You sit where I sit normally. What about when you're in with CDOT? Then I sit here. Hmm. Do you think everyone is as passionate about the chairs they sit in as <laughs> Gold? Who do you think is the most passionate at the station? Gold, I think you've got to be Alex. up there. Me? You like it on that side. Well, I mean, it's I think, not any different than any of the other shows. Like, Fesco for 12 years has sat on the same side. The same. So, for this is where I want to sit. He said that Kling always sits here. You want to know a little secret? A little, little production let secret? Let me hear it. Let me hear it. That mic's better than your mic. I don't know if that's true. I don't really? know. No, it's true. It's is that fuller. True? It's what? fuller. It's yeah. It makes really? your voice. I'm not even kidding. I guess. Okay. You got a. You're. That's a little hollow mic. So well, I have no tenier. excuse not to be sitting over there for post game. Why do you think Jay here? sounds so machismo and masculine? <laughs> well, that's just normal. <laughs> uh, you can watch us on video as well. Bink's on camera. That's a scary thing. Bink will be on camera throughout the show. Is too. it my good side? Uh, I don't. I don't, uh, I don't know if it does. It does it matter that much, Bink? It Which actually side? does. Does it? So if you're on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, you can watch the show as well. Michael Irvin, the Hall of Famer, the three-time Super Bowl champ, going to join us coming up at 1030 here in about 25 minutes or so. Really want to get his perspective on this whole idea, of course, of a revenge game, right? The the Chiefs' revenge, uh, trying to to get that on the Bengals after what happened in the AFC title game. So we'll get into that and his thoughts on really this quarterback situation (laughs) in the AFC Because that's where I want to start. I feel like we talk a lot about Justin Herbert versus Mahomes. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow belongs there as well, does he not? I mean, he has two wins against Patrick Mahomes. Now, they're not in the same division like Herbert and Mahomes. Uh, Josh Allen and Mahomes seem to play every year now, just the way the scheduling has worked out and the postseason. But now we're in a point where this will be the third game in a calendar year where Mahomes and Burrow are going to play, and you always need competitive rivalries and all that. What makes it more competitive if you're on the Chiefs and then a quarterback that has been able to beat your guy the first two matchups? And if Mahomes loses to Allen on Sunday, then that's 3-0. and If Mahomes wins, it's 2-1, and and it just continues to add to this little bit of rivalry. I think Joe Burrow absolutely should be in the same conversation as Josh Allen. If we're going to do this whole Mahomes-Allen thing, it should be Mahomes versus Burrow as well. 100%. 100%. Joe Burrow would be the guy I would take. And last year, 
remember CDOT was asking, would you take so-and-so over Herbert? It was Herbert or anybody else at this point? Because everybody's talking about Herbert, right? And we got to Burrow. Would you take Burrow over uh, Josh Allen or anybody else? I said, yes. There's just something about that moxie. You can't create that. I think Allen's got a little bit of it, but Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl. You know, Allen hasn't got to that point yet. You know, he's beaten the Chiefs in the playoffs at Arrowhead Stadium. That deserves a little bit of respect, in my opinion. I don't think Burrow quite gets it. Uh, we'll find out from Irvin who he would take out of all these these different quarterbacks. But I think his game's kind of underrated. And you got to think of this. They're fifth in the NFL in sacks this year, the Bengals. Last year, they were number one. I mean, Burrow is always sacked. Like, if you put it off, they tried to rebuild their offensive yeah. line. Haven't done a great job with it because they're still fifth in giving up sacks. And the Chiefs are fourth in getting sacks. So look for them to get all over Burrow. But the bottom line is he can scramble as well. He's got nearly 200 yards rushing this season. Was a decent rusher in college. But he's just got it. He's got it. But they need to beat him. This is the schedule circler, Alex. I no mean, question. When I saw it, I mean, it wasn't Buffalo. We've already seen how that goes in the playoffs. Yeah, regular season's one thing. Last two years, they've got the Chiefs in the regular season. Chiefs beat them in Buffalo. The year during the pandemic when they went up to Buffalo and won. Um, it doesn't matter what you in the playoffs matters. And I think the Bengals and Burrow being 2-0 and against Mahomes, that should be the – and some of the players admitted it after the game, you know, looking forward to this game. And they should be looking forward to this game because they kept this game pretty simple against the Rams, knowing this was a game ahead. Well, it's interesting to me because Justin Herbert, I still think, is is one of the better quarterbacks in this league. But before the season, we said, hey, if he doesn't make the playoffs, at some point – it does become an indictment on him. You know, I, I think for the first couple of years of his career, you could blame Brandon Staley. You could blame, blame his coaching situation. You could blame the injuries. And there's no doubt the Chargers have been so banged up. But if you are one of those guys that we're going to put in the Mahomes versus category, and there's only three or four quarterbacks that I think you do that with, Mahomes versus Allen, Mahomes versus Burrow, Mahomes versus Herbert, if you're going to have Herbert be part of that conversation, then at some point he's got to make the damn playoffs. And right now they're, the, the Chargers are – of course, six and five, they would miss the playoffs. If he they, can't if sit they, there with the same record you and I and Nick have in the playoffs. Right, right. And that's where he's at right now. He hasn't played in a postseason game. And so I think that's what's interesting. If we're going to put Herbert in the conversation, then absolutely Joe Burrow deserves to be there. Looking at Burrow this year, I mean, he's he's second in passing touchdowns. Now he's like, what, six off the pace of one Patrick Mahomes. But he's still second in the NFL in passing touchdowns this year. He's third in the league in passing yards. He's got over 3,100 yards. Uh, he has eight interceptions on the season this year. And the last couple of weeks, he's been doing it without Jamar Chase, which I think is actually kind of impressive. Now, he still has Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, but Joe Mixon's also been banged up a little bit. So and the running argue, game has been trash. Yeah, but like they have been able to make it work with different guys this year, which has actually made it kind of impressive for Cincinnati as of the last couple of weeks. I think that bodes well for, for Joe Burrow and how people view him. But why, why do you think he doesn't get like, cause we're, we're asking the question, like, should he be there? Why has he not already been in the same conversation of, putting him as one of those rivalry games and one of those quarterbacks that you say, oh, can't wait to see Mahomes versus Allen. Well, now it should be, can't wait to see Mahomes Burrow. Is it because he's had Jamar Chase? Is it because he's just in Cincinnati? What is it? Because he needs to be on the match with Mahomes playing okay. golf. So it's Mahomes <laughs> and Burrow that look out for that. Now, I don't know why he's not there. And I always thought when he got to the Super Bowl last year, that was when it was going to start. That's when the fuse had been lit, when he goes in the Arrowhead Stadium and wins, and he's in the Super Bowl in year two. But it kind of fizzled out. Now, had that been Josh Allen? Everybody continue to talk about Josh Allen and every, you know, Sam Ocho and everybody, you know, nationally would be talking about Josh Allen maybe better than Mahomes, which is crazy. And nobody's as good as Mahomes, and we all know that. Yeah. But Burrow and Mahomes can be a rivalry. Can it be Brady Manning? Everybody keeps wanting that rivalry again. 
And for a while, it was, okay, it's Justin Herbert and Mahomes because they're in the same division. Brady and Manning obviously weren't in the same division. So, okay, it's Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah, to some extent, but it's Mahomes and Joe Burrow as well. And Joe Burrow has beaten the Chiefs in the playoffs, something Josh Allen hasn't. So I put Joe Burrow ahead of Josh Allen at this point as far as rivals for the Chiefs. He's, Mahomes has proven he can beat Josh Allen. Proven 100% he can beat him. Hasn't proven he can beat Joe Burrow. And I think he'll do it on Sunday. Though. I do too. I think he will. I, I think we will be talking about a, a two and one record, which will make it fun going to the postseason. And then the rest of the they, schedule is just cake for the Chiefs. It's it about is. staying attentive for this team. Yeah, I mean, it sets up to there's a very good chance, win or lose on Sunday, by the way, that these two teams could face each other again in the postseason. So while we're, we've are we been talking all year about, oh, most likely getting Mahomes versus Allen part two here in 2022, there's also a very good chance we get Burrow, Mahomes part two at some point in the postseason as well. But there will definitely be a difference in the storyline if it's 3-0 Burrow or 2-1 Burrow against Mahomes. You, you mentioned, though, uh, starting franchises and things like that. If you if you were starting a franchise right now, take Mahomes out of the picture because he's the clear answer. Are, are you starting it with Burrow? Or are you starting with Herbert? Are you starting it with Josh Allen? I'm starting with Burrow. I know this is – well, I mean, we'll, we'll see what Irvin says about this. But I'm saying Burrow – because of the it factor, I love what he did at LSU. I love the way he just takes his teammates and makes them shine like Jamar Chase. I'd, I'd get an offensive line for him. I think that is imperative. We saw how important that was for Mahomes when you put an offensive line in front of him. But Burrow, certainly, I don't know they tried with Cap and bringing in other guys uh, to, the, uh, to, the, to the mix in Cincinnati, but the results are still the same. Still fifth in the NFL, giving up sacks. But, yeah, I would take him. I would take him and his moxie over uh, so Allen like Herbert. Kind of the, the kind of like the swagger that he's got going back to his college. He days, just wins, like, yeah. He's just just got that intangible that you look for in a quarterback, and he's got it. Now, listen, Josh Allen's a great quarterback. Herbert, eh, we don't know because we haven't seen it in the postseason. But I'd go Burrow, Burrow and Allen would be a good argument. I think the the only answers in that scenario, I give you the three options. Herbert to me is not even an option in that. No, uh, it, it's Burrow or Josh Allen. Like, I, I think or Jackson. See, I, I don't, I don't. If you're giving me the option of Lamar, let's just narrow it down: Lamar, Allen, or Burrow. I, I, I'm not taking Lamar Jackson in that scenario. I think Lamar Jackson gets too much heat in, uh, for some of the criticism that he's been receiving even this year. Because I look and I actually think he's a much better thrower this season, a passer this season than he has been. Uh, I actually think Lamar Jackson's improved quite a bit looking at his game this year compared to what it was even a year ago. But if I'm starting a franchise because of of their style of play, right? And what I mean by that, not that he can't throw. Josh Allen, when he runs, he's at least big enough to where, like, I'm still worried about his longevity of, of getting hurt, but at least I know he's he's a bigger guy. Now, Lamar Jackson put on some weight, and maybe that'll help him long-term. That would concern me just, like, eight years from now, who's more likely to get injured? Well, Allen and Lamar Jackson, of course. Now, Allen less likely compared to Lamar, even though Allen's had some things banged him up a little bit. Jill Burrow had the ACL. That can happen to anybody. Had that happen his his rookie season, right? He got ran into a lower leg or whatever. Can you still run when you get to your 30s? I mean, Steve Young proved you can. Of course, he was relatively not used in his 20s, was able to continue running in his 30s. But I'm going Burrow. And you have to to look at him taking a team that was crap all the way to the Super Bowl like he did last year. And going to Narrowhead Stadium in the playoffs and winning, I think that deserves a ton of credit. Now, we can talk about the officiating and everything else, but the fact is he did come here and win the game, which is incredible. It's tough to do for a team that's been the four straight AFC title games, and yet he goes and wins against the best quarterback in the NFL, Mahomes. And everybody thought this was going to be the year where, at least from an accolade standpoint, that 
Josh Allen would have the leg up on Burrow, you know, because Josh Allen was the MVP favorite heading into the season. We know he's not the MVP favorite right now. That is one Patrick Mahomes. And you know, Jalen Hurts has the, you know, has the second best odds bank. I, I just bring that up because if you're also going to compare who has achieved more, well, Joe Burrow's been to a Super Bowl, hasn't won an MVP, but Josh Allen hasn't also won, you know, hasn't won an MVP either. This was going to be that year where everybody thought Josh Allen was going to win MVP. And it looks like it's going to be either Mahomes or Hurts. Uh, winning that MVP award this year. And the one thing about uh, the one thing about Josh Allen, you have to remember, you know, he, he looked great when he had the, the dominant defense of Buffalo. They're not even a top 10 defense right now. Now, at the beginning of the year, they were. They sit outside the top 10 now in total yards. So the question always was, you know, Josh Allen's got this top 10 defense. Give Mahomes the number one or number two defense in the NFL and see how good he is. Now it's time to see how good Josh Allen can be when your defense is giving up the yards, and now not having Von Miller there for the next couple of weeks? Who knows? But now what can Josh Allen do without a top two, two or three defense? We'll hear from Michael Irvin coming up in 15 minutes. He'll join us here on the show, our Odyssey NFL Insider. We'll get his response to that very question that we were just asking there about this conversation of Burrow versus Mahomes. Now, it's it's pretty amazing how quickly things shift in the NFL. We know that whether we're talking about organizations and how big the window is or just the performance from these quarterbacks and how quickly one thing can, can take you off your path. For example, in August even, if I told you Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers coming into the season, Aaron Rodgers coming off two straight MVPs, uh, the Packers are yet yeah, questions. They don't have Devontae Adams, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, the thought in Denver always was they just need to surround that talent with the quarterback. You would have said, oh, that make, these all make sense. Now fast forward, and there's a legitimate case to be made that both the Broncos and the Packers wish if they could just hit a button right now to make their quarterbacks retire and get them out of their contracts, they would all slam that button right now, right? Aaron Rodgers, they were worried about him leaving. They were worried about him leaving a year ago. Now they would love for him to retire to get out of that contract. Russell Wilson, we know this, they were dying to trade for Russell Wilson. They gave him the extension. We know now they're locked into that contract really until 2026 when it's still a $31 million cap hit. It's just amazing how quickly things shifted and how crazy you would have thought I was six months ago if I would have said that the best thing to happen for Denver and the Packers would be if their quarterbacks just retired tomorrow. And the one thing about Aaron Rodgers is he'll probably stick around now that he's going to get paid. Why not stick around if you're Aaron Rodgers? Because he's like that. He's headstrong like that. Well, I'm just going to stick around until you trade me or pay me. That's exactly what he's going to do. But it shows you what quarterbacks. You're talking about you know multiple straight MVPs for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's just how quickly he can fall off that cliff. As a quarterback, it is the most important position in sports. And to have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes play at the level that he's doing, we shouldn't take it for granted just how good he's been and how good that combination is with Andy Reid. But don't take it for granted because you never know. And even quarterbacks you think that are that have made it. And our guys, Russell Wilson had nine playoff wins, has won a Super Bowl, should have won two Super Bowls, sitting there in Denver. You have the three-time MVP, and Aaron Rodgers, was it three or four MVPs with Aaron Rodgers? I think it's, what, four MVPs with Aaron Rodgers at this point. But you got him, and you pay him, and he falls off the cliff. It just shows you the importance of having quarterbacks. But Aaron Rodgers probably going to try to stick around as long as he can, and they'll have to force his way out, which is insane that you pay your quarterback that much money. You, you, you pray for him to stay, and then he stays. Then you want him to leave. It just shows you how a quarterback can screw up an NFL franchise quickly. I still think Nick and I were talking about this yesterday. I, I still think Jordan Love should be the starting quarterback the rest of the season, though. This you, you have well, the season's five, not going anywhere. Just see what you that's got. What I'm the thumb why, and the oblique of Rodgers. Why not? I, I know Al or I know Aaron Rodgers said that he's going to play, but this week even, as a matter of fact. But he's not the coach. 
Well, I don't, see, I don't think that the only way he doesn't play is if the medical staff doesn't clear him. I don't think anybody, I think Alex Smith and uh, Adam Schefter were having this conversation on ESPN last night or two nights ago. And I agree with him. It's like, does anybody in RG3 stepped and he's like, nobody kind of has the, you know, the gonads basically uh, to, to actually bench Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Well, it's tough to bench a guy to that's won an MVP two years right, in a row and won four of them. That's, that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Like that, that's the problem is I don't think anybody has, has the guts to do it. So I look at this division and think, man, if the Chargers ever get a coach, you got to take advantage of Herbert in his prime. Got to take advantage of that. When you look at this and Russell Wilson, the way he's faltered, I don't put any stock in Derek Carr and where he's going. Mahomes is going to continue to be Mahomes. What are you going to do with Herbert? Because if you don't find the right coach for him right now, you're wasting it. Wasting every opportunity you have. That quarterback is so important. And then you go out there and you think, okay, guys like Rodgers and Wilson can change a franchise. They'll keep Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and then, now you want him to leave. Now Russ Wilson's going to set the Broncos even further back than they already are. Oh, it's a great thing. It's 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 a great thing for everybody in the AFC West seeing what's going on. Everybody wants Mahomes, man. Everybody wants Mahomes or Josh Allen type or Joe sure. Burrow type. It's all they do in the NFL. And we're seeing the pandemic and the way these quarterbacks were taking, like Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. And you're seeing, you know, didn't uh, didn't uh, do their homework because they couldn't do their homework, so to speak, on the way the quarterbacks with the limited season, shortened season, teams buying out. You weren't seeing good competition. You weren't seeing non-conference games. And it was tough. The quarterback position has become the toughest position in all of sports to get right. Did you, uh, yesterday, uh, did you watch the little bit of the World Cup, though? I did. I, I watched you, the whole thing. You watched the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. I'm actually surprised that was your answer. I think, I didn't know if you were if you were willing to watch the whole match or not. I watched the whole thing, man. It's it's, USA. So it's awesome to see, because even if you're not a soccer fan, you can still get behind. It's it's USA, and, and yesterday, going up against Iran, of course, they move on. I'm a on huge Olympic the, guy, so anytime okay. USA is going at it. So they advance to the knockout stage. They'll play Netherlands on, on Saturday morning, which means Saturday is going to be an epic day. you got now, suddenly, at 9 o'clock in the morning, Round of 16 game for USA soccer. Starts Friday night, uh, Alex. Then, Don't then, leave that out. Eh, Saturday, Friday night. Pac-12 people, title game. Don't fr- leave it out. It fr- starts then. Friday night, people do other things, though. No, we don't. Friday night, people do other things. No, what people? Saturday, what people are you talking about? Plenty of people. I they don't other, do that. People have other plans on Friday nights. I, Saturday, though, Bank, you get up at 845. The game's at 9. You watch USA soccer, hopefully upset Netherlands. And then, hour or so later... Less than that, probably. You got K-State, TCU, Big 12 title game. A lot on the line there for TCU to potentially make sure they can secure that college football playoff Don't spot. Don't forget about the MAC title game. Then the SEC title game. There's that, yeah. And you get the Big 10 and uh, ACC at night. You got Michigan later on in the evening. It's a great Saturday leading into to Sunday as well. Saturday's epic. Bengals Chiefs. Sa- Saturday's an epic sports it's a day great, This is a great, this is great. Go get your beer. Get your nachos. This weekend's a weekend not to do anything. You're having nachos at the house. Yeah, I mean, just do your Christmas shopping online or whatever. Do you make just your own nachos, Bing? Absolutely. Okay, we've seen, we've seen the... I mean, I'll buy them, but I mean, I don't mind making them. I'm not going anywhere, so it doesn't matter. I'm like, I'm like I guess unless you door dash it or something. You could. No, I, it, it's going to be a great sports weekend. Suddenly. It was already going to be good because it's championship Saturday, but now you add in the fact that the U.S. is going to be playing in a, a knockout game. It's pretty simple. We don't have to worry about any talking about draws or anything like that anymore. It is now simple. You, you, you win or you move on. I mean, I guess that's what the U.S. essentially was in yesterday against Iran. Like, they had to win that game or they would have been knocked out as well. So, I guess their, their last two matches will be that way. It's great, and then it starts Friday night. I know Nick will be watching the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, like, That I'm game a, actually matters, man. Well, it does. I, I, Utah beat USC once this year on a two-point conversion. Oh, it does matter. I wish it wasn't Caleb Williams, Friday Heisman's night. on the line. I, I, I mean, the game wasn't Friday night, but yeah. Nick's going to be watching it because he's got a – 
See what he's going to do with Caleb. And Caleb's already, it's over. Well, I'm just saying. Nick and I were saying it would take Caleb Williams possibly throwing five interceptions and losing. It's his to lose. I don't think he does. <laughs> but it starts Friday night, Alex. That's when it all starts. I can't wait to get your Heisman ballot a little bit later on in the show, as I said. I can't wait to, to actually find out where yours is at uh, because I know you'll actually give me yours. Yes. I don't hide things like Nick. How often have you been texting Nick, be honest? Uh, quite a bit. I like to see where he's... Has he ans- does he answer your text or does he, he ignore it? No, he it? does. I like to see where he's standing. He's top three now. Top three now. Top three after this weekend. Let's go. Top three. And he, he always gives it to me. He gives a well-thought-out response. We disagreed a little bit. We usually agree on most of them. This time we... Um, meh. I think we disagreed on C.J. Stroud a little bit. I had another guy in there that... Uh, not getting a lot C. of C.J. Stroud's screwed now after, he is. after what happened. That's, he's not winning this thing. I'm a big Doug. I'm actually a Stetson Bennett guy that nobody gives credit for. Nobody does. And all he does is Georgia win. Is, all Georgia he does is defense. win. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Stetson Bennett just no, but I'm wins. I'm saying that's why. I'm just saying his numbers are real comparable to Flutie's last year when he won the Heisman in PC. Flutie's numbers a little bit better, but Stetson Bennett's aren't too bad either. I don't know. So that's how can we be comparing Flutie's now? Like the whole the game is I'm different just now. Like, I mean, like, it out the, there. The same numbers as Flutie. Like, I'm just was, throwing it out. This is different. But Boston College is all about the past then. Yeah. Stetson Bennett gets no credit for winning a national title and going undefeated again this year. And he went undefeated last year in the regular season. No credit for the 5'11 quarterback. No, I mean, I think you're correct in that. Like that, he, he probably gets undervalued because of who he is and because it's Georgia and everybody looks at defense more than anything else when they think about Georgia football. 100%. That's the way they're looking at it. But, I mean, I, he's not going to win it, but I definitely think he deserves you know, to be in that – in that mix talked about, like Max Duggan, who wasn't even the starting quarterback for TCU to begin the oh, year. It's just a great story. That's a, yeah, that's we'll a great some, story now we'll, being that. We'll talk more college football coming up at 11 o'clock because the college football playoff rankings did come out last night. What it all means for, for Kansas State, what it means for TCU and the rest of college football. Plus, Bink is very upset about one thing that happened last night in the sports world. I, it's been a little while since I've seen Bink, Bink this, this frustrated by something. Uh, I'll tell you, and we'll all find out together exactly what that is. Uh, coming up at 11 o'clock. But up next, the Hall of Famer, the three-time Super Bowl champion, Michael Irvin, our Odyssey NFL insider, joins us. We'll ask him about the revenge game factor for the Chiefs against the Bengals and who does he actually think can win the Super Bowl right now here on Cody and Gold. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. All right, back here on Cody in Gold, Alex Gold, Jay Binkley, Nick Schwert with you here on a Wednesday. Good to have Bink fill in on the show today. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we will get into some college football. That's why I wanted to have Bink on the show today. We'll talk some college football with him. Also at 1145, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. You'll hear from both of them right here on 610 Sports Radio. But let's head out to the 610 Sports Hotline, Bink, and welcome in our Odyssey NFL insider, Michael Irvin, the three-time Super Bowl champ, the Hall of Famer, where insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Always good to have you on, Michael. We've been talking this week already about this Chiefs-Bengals game on Sunday. This idea of it being a revenge game, of course, the Chiefs losing in the AFC title game to Cincinnati a season ago. Can that be a, a good thing for the Chiefs, or can you get maybe too caught up in that as well? Well, we always 
you know, you get ready, prepared to play. You always talking about, oh, yeah, and trying to conjure up or muster up anything that makes you more excited to get more prepared to play. But ultimately, I don't know that it really makes a difference. You know, every one year we beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl, and then Emmett held out next year, and they came in here in Dallas, and they beat us a second game, and they would say, we got them back. I said, oh, really? They gave you all the diamond ring for that game? <laughs> <laughs> that was week two of the season. They gave us a fat diamond ring for that last game. We beat y'all. So, so you know what I mean? I take all that stuff with a, with a real small grain of salt. But I'll use it if it happens to me. It just never really happened to me, but I will use <laughs> it if it happens to me. You know what I mean? Because you got to use anything and everything you can to get ready to play that game. We were talking about these two quarterbacks in particular, and because I feel like in Kansas City, we viewed it as Mahomes versus Allen or Mahomes versus Herbert, but we, we were talking earlier in the show that I feel like it should be Burrow and Mahomes almost just as much. I mean, Joe Burrow's 2-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. He's got a chance to get to 3-0 and against Mahomes. No other quarterback's been able to do that. Yeah, and, and, and that, that, that's the truth too, man. And, and, and listen, and he has some talent. He, hey, look, he, he, he was, let's be real now. He's two and zero. Oh. He's two and zero oh when uh when you got had Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. you know you had something that you can battle him with that explosion that he has over there. In, in well, Jamar Chase, I don't know if he's going to be back, going to be playing now, but you know what kind of beast he is. So it's going to be interesting now if Jamar Chase is playing, and now now you're playing with you're playing with. Without your most explosive player, and they're still having their, are they getting back their most explosive player? Right, this is going to be a great game. This is by far the best game of the weekend. Michael, do you take Patrick Mahomes out of the equation and you had an opportunity to draft any quarterback in the AFC like Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow? Who are you taking to start a franchise? I, I, I think I'm with you guys. I, I think I'm taking Joe Burrow. I just like, I, I like his, I like his pizzazz, his style, his, his mannerisms, the way he comes, the way he walks in the game, the confidence he plays with, that reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes plays with such incredible confidence, man. He's the kind of player, like, like Joe Barrow, like, it's like, I, I, don't, I don't care what's around me. We're still going to go and win games. They raise up the people that are around them, and that's what I like. When you look at the uh, Bengals and the Chiefs, uh, you know, Buffalo Bills were the Super Bowl favorite going into the season. Right now, as we sit right now with the way these teams are trending, are Kansas City and Cincinnati these the best two teams in the AFC? Ah, Kansas, Cincinnati. I I got Kansas City in there. Cincinnati is coming. They're coming. They're starting to play better. They're starting to get their little groove on. I thought it was amazing last week as I was studying. If you saw... I don't know, and then we showed it on, on, on TV. But, I mean, it's amazing how much the numbers from Cincinnati had at this time last year going into last week's game. They were almost exactly identical. No, they were exactly identical. Like, at this point, yards they were averaging, the points they were averaging, uh, Burroughs, uh, uh, quarterback ratings going – it was all. It was exactly perfect going into this place, and and that mental thing that Cincy will have. Okay, now this is exactly where we took off last year. Let's try to ride that same wave and take off again. We're getting healthy. We're getting ready. Yeah, you you gotta be you gotta be worried about that. 
We're talking to Michael Irvin, the Hall of Famer, the three-time Super Bowl champ. He's our Odyssey NFL insider. Just a minute or so ago, you mentioned, of course, this Chiefs offense without Tyreek Hill this season. And I think we had you on maybe in the offseason or right before the season as well, talking about everybody wondering what would this offense be without Tyreek Hill. We know Tyreek Hill is having a ridiculous season down in Miami. He might be the offensive player of the year. Then you, you come back to Kansas City and Mahomes is putting together an MVP season. He's the MVP favorite and he's doing it without Tyreek Hill. How impressed have you been, though, the way Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have been able to put together an offense that, at least statistically, is actually having a better season than they did a year ago? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been impressive, but I'm not shocked or surprised. I mean, let's be real, man. Andy's one of the baddest dudes out here. I mean, if if, if 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 Bill Belichick was not coaching, you almost could say Andy Reid's the best coach in the NFL. That's that's what I think of Andy. I've always thought that of Andy Reid, and and, and I, I may have told you guys before. I thought the biggest mistake they made was letting him get out of Philadelphia, out of road that thing until the wheels fell off. That's how good that dude is, you know, at what he does. So I knew even without Tyreek Hill. You know that, that that Patrick Mahomes will still have success. Now nobody could imagine he's having this kind of success, but but to some degree, to some degree, because we always talk about well, you know, uh, he's he also number one receiver. Yeah, he he is a number one receiver. Tyreek Hill, no doubt, one of the best receivers in the National Football League. But he was his number two receiver. He had the baddest number two receiver in the NFL in Tyreek Hill. His number one is really Travis Kelsey. And man, what a season them two dudes do I have, man. What. Well, I, I, I love Travis Kelsey too, man. That's my dude. I I mean, I've told y'all, I, you know, I had him in the Pro Bowl when we were coaching, and and just the way he was with my son who played tight end at the time and everything. You know, look things like that make you love a dude all the way around. You know what I mean? You see how how he spent time with kids and everything. So that that, that always made me love Kelsey. You know, Travis. He, he messed with me. He likes to mess with me. But he's my boy. So he's the baddest boy out there, man, <laughs> at the tight end position. He's the baddest boy out there at the tight end position. If you, As long as you got him, you can work the rest of that system. You got him and Patrick Mahomes, you'll be fine. You can work that system. Now, let's give credit to Tyreek Hill. What a hell of a job he's done. He's gone to Miami and changed that place around. And I'm not just talking about catching passes. I'm talking about the whole attitude. Now these guys are willing, willing to talk Super Bowl. They were so far away from talking Super Bowl that even if they tried to bring Super Bowl out of their mouth, their stomach would get in the knot. You know what I'm saying? But now that Tyreek Hill's there, he's changed that around. So he's done an incredible job also. Michael, speaking of Kelsey, talking about him, he's had uh, six straight years of 1,000 yards. He'll have seven this year. It's never been done more than three times with Greg Olson. And he, he's already uh, has more 100-yard games than any tight end in the history of the NFL. Is he the greatest of all time? Yeah, there's no doubt. There's, there's no doubt. We, we could talk about the Gronks, and I, and I love Tony Gonzalez. And, you know, they all had great, great, great careers. Tony Gonzalez did some incredible things. But right now, what you're seeing Travis Kelsey do in this system, in this, in this NFL now, and the way the NFL is now, Hey, there's no doubt in me. He, he's the greatest tight end that ever played the game. He's just the greatest. He, he's incredible. And, and each year, he seems like he's getting better. That, that game against the Chargers, to win that game, you know, to see how they were on the same page right away um, on that crossing route and, and, and the slow Derwin James up like that, you know, because they, they were trying to they, – they had a safety inside. They were trying to bracket him too, but, of course, they ran the bubble. He had to run the bubble. I mean, it's just it's fascinating. How 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 well 
those two guys read defenses, and they're always on the same page at the same time, which means it's almost impossible to stop. We're talking to Michael Irvin, our Odyssey NFL insider. It's week 13. We still got quite a bit of football to go, but if I were to ask you, who do you truly think are the teams that could go and win a Super Bowl? How many How many teams are there at this point where you could say, you know what, I can talk myself into them winning the Super Bowl in Arizona? I got, uh, of course, Kansas City and AFC, maybe Buffalo, Miami, and a dark horse Cincinnati, just like they dark horse last year. I, 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 the three in the NFC, I, I, I'll go Philly, of course, Dallas, San Francisco, with a dark horse in Minnesota. That, that's how I see all of that right there. If the Chiefs played the Eagles right now, Michael, and it was, it was on the neutral, neutral site this weekend, who wins? I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. Because what, what I want to see, what I want to see, and I'm going to tell you why I, take, why I would take the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs because I know the Chiefs can put points on the board, you know, uh, against that defense, against the Philly defense. And then I know I, I, the Chiefs can put pressure on Jalen Hurts to have to win the football game with his arms, not just his legs. And, and, and I think that's how you uh, – uh, my, my, my producer, one of my producers that I work closely with, Chris Jenkins, he always, he's an Eagle fan. And he's always – I said, man, we just got to get the Eagles in a traditional game plan. Where we got Jalen Hurts dropping back at least thirty times a game, 30, 30 times a game, and then 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 you got a shot. And you're like, man, you got to stop saying that, man. I said, no, it's the truth, and I think that's what the Chiefs are too. I think the Chiefs you get them in that situation. I will. Hey, Jalen Hurts can come and win that situation. Kudos to him, but he'll have to graduate that class before I put him all the way in there like that. All right, before I let you go, Michael, I got to ask about OBJ. At one point in time, a month or so ago, it was even a conversation here in Kansas City. Now it seems like they're really not in the mix at all. It seems like it's your Cowboys or bust almost at this point. Uh, where, where's he going? Is he going to end up with you guys down there in Dallas? Well, you know, he, he just, I know he's coming to see Jerry last, I guess, on the interview. So I, I guess not Cowboys or bust. He, he's meeting with other teams. You know, those other teams that get there and they try to throw money at you and make sure you not don't leave the building. But I think Dallas has a shot. You know, I've talked to Odell for quite a while, and Odell's a good friend of mine. Um, it, we, we've had some, some conversations about him playing in Dallas before. So, so I know that there's an interest on his side to play in Dallas. It's, you know, because I've certainly sold him on all those dreams. Man, Dallas is there. Man, Dallas is there. The same way I sold Dion a long time ago to leave San Fran and come on over here. I'm in that recruit like a young army. Um, I used to how they used to recruit us with the with the shit. We do more before nine a.m. than most people do all day. You know the, the army when they were recruiting you. I'm over there recruiting like that, trying to get him here in Dallas because he's had such great games against Dallas. I tell him all the time. I said, imagine if those great games you had against Dallas, right here in AT and T Stadium, you can have eight or nine of those each year. Man, you can go and get Offensive Player of the Year. With the star on the side of your helmet, it will make you a household international name, just like it used to be when you made that one-handed grab. Michael Irvin, the three-time Super Bowl champ for the Dallas Cowboys, the Hall of Famer. He's our Odyssey NFL insider. Always great to have you on the show, Michael. Thank you. Hey, man, listen, let me tell you all something now. Because I, I, I do a show in uh, New England, right? And, and in New England. And, <laughs> and, and they have been winning for so long in New England. And I've been doing this show for so long in New England, 
that I've seen this turn. And, you know, they were so winning so much. They were so happy. Then they started picking in on the little thing. Bill Belichick doing this. Tom Brady doing this. Bill Belichick. And now that it ain't so, <laughs> they don't win as much. Now when I hear them, they be like, man, I said, see that? See what you're doing? You didn't appreciate when you were on that run. You should have appreciated it more. You kept trying to find little problems. I'm telling you this, to appreciate the run that Kansas City have been on. Appreciate Andy Reid. Appreciate Patrick Mahomes. Don't be sucker and don't be fooled. You should love what you have. Be happy because when it's gone, you're going to remember I told you and you're going to miss it. I promise you. And it's going to be gone one day. That's just You just hope not for the next 10 years, but it's going to be gone one day. Good luck this weekend, guys. Appreciate that. Michael Irvin, our Odyssey NFL insider. I didn't, unprompted, unprompted at the end, just reminding everybody. And by the way, it's a good reminder, right? I mean, that was beautiful. It was, right? Michael Irvin's always fun to have on the show. We we do appreciate him coming on. But like, look at, I mean, even the Rams, the team the Chiefs just played on Sunday. You know, now they got the ring. They were all in, but they got the ring. So it's, you know, this is interesting when you look at these other teams that are all in. The all-in approach is fine as long as you end up getting the ring. The Rams got the ring, so it might be rough times coming here for the next four or five years for them, perhaps. But they got the ring, so it pays off. Whereas you look at some of these other teams that are all in, Denver Broncos, for example, they're not going to get a ring about after going all in here. And they're a mess until 2026, I believe, with the Russell Wilson contract. But like the NFL, it's, it's tough to be successful for a decade. The Chiefs have had 10 straight winning seasons, Bank. Yeah, with the parity now in the NFL and everybody sharing the same money, it is so tough when everybody's on the same playing field. You can spend the same amount of money. Everybody gets the same amount of draft picks, unless you trade them all like the Rams. Everybody's on the same playing field. They want you to be around 500. That's what the NFL was doing. That's what Chiefs did to do with Marty Schoenheimer. They'd get that last place schedule, then they'd win. Then they'd have the first place schedule and not win first place again. It was back and forth. It's what the NFL does, and I get it. Everybody basically plays the same opponent except for three, but you do play a better opponent on record in those three games, which does make a difference, and maybe road games against better opponents than home games is the way the NFL schedules it out. But for the Chiefs to go four straight AFC title games in the new landscape of the NFL, it's tough. Ask the Rams how tough it is. Ask the Buccaneers how tough it is getting back since they won the Super Bowl. It's tough. The Chiefs have four players on their roster, Prima Holmes. That's it. Four. Two of them are specialists in Butker and Winchester. That's it. Chris Jones on defense. The one guy on offense, Kelsey. The rest of the Chiefs have been flipped since Mahomes has been the starter. We've seen a new cast of crew, and they're doing it with new people. It's why Andy Reid should get a lot more credit, maybe towards you know Coach of the Year, and I get it, all these new rookie coaches looking yeah, for Coach of the Year, it, and yeah. younger coaches like Nick Sirianni. Andy and Reid's at a point in his career because of how good he is that it would take an undefeated or a 16-1 season Yeah, he's Bill Belichick, he's Nick yeah. Saban, he's all that when, when you get there. But think about this roster. It's completely, completely different than what he's used to, but yet here they end up in the same place at the same time. By the way, I also uh, uh-huh. think it was interesting when he brought up uh, Kelsey being the greatest of all time. Unequivocally. Yeah, he didn't, he, didn't even hesitate. Yeah, he didn't. You asked him follow-up because he was talking about how the Chiefs, as long as they have Travis Kelsey, this offense will still hum and, and be just fine. Uh, and then you then you asked him, yeah, do you think he's the greatest of all time? And it was pretty quickly. He said, absolutely. Uh, and I don't think that debate will be much of a debate across the board. Like, there are still some people – that will point to Gronk and others. I think we're about a year. You can argue it should already be done, but we're probably a year or two away from it being the full-on consensus opinion. I don't think it's the consensus opinion. It certainly has been in Kansas City. but And obviously now you're, you're hearing more people nationally say it. 
Um, but yeah, that that'll be the consensus opinion here in the next year or so. Well, here's or the it thing: it won't even be a question you ask because it'll be like, well, no kidding. Well, obviously, in his tenth year, he has more yards than any tight end through eleven years, and he's done it in ten years. He's going to have seven straight years of a thousand yards. It's never been more, done more than three times in a row by Greg Olson. That's it. I mean, what he's doing, and people naturally don't see it. I understand. Listen, you can say Kelsey's underrated or not. I think he is. Like in the grand scheme of things. I think what Kelsey's doing is, is completely underrated. He's got more yards than anybody. Tight end, wide receiver, doesn't matter since 2016. All of them. I mean, he's finished number one in the AFC. He's finished number two in the entire NFL in yards. And this is coming from a tight end, which is unbelievable. But when you think about Gonzalez, Witten, Gronk, these guys got four 1,000-yard years. Shannon Sharp did it three times. Kelsey's done six in a freaking row and about to do seventh in a row. These are GOAT numbers. 33 100-yard uh, games, no one in history has ever done that at tight end. What he's doing is setting the bar higher than any other tight end to ever play the game, and we're witnessing it. And people nationally say, oh, you know, Kelsey's good. No, 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 Kelsey's more than good. He's the best. And a lot of them not really getting on that bandwagon. Nice to hear Michael Irvin on that bandwagon. Gotta write something down. Nick's Notable Notes. All right, Jay, you're in for a treat. You Are you familiar with Nick's Notable Notes, Jay Binkley? Yes, I, uh, I am. Something down. It's a great, great, great segment. All right. You got your notepad ready? Ready. So I'm sure you guys saw the news that came down last night. Uh, I think we expected this to happen maybe earlier yesterday. We knew it was coming down the pipeline eventually, but the Chiefs, the Broncos, a matchup that uh, yeah. was supposed to be is no longer going to be the Sunday night football game next week. So four months ago, imagine this, four months ago, Chiefs-Broncos was supposed to be one of the premier quarterback matchups on the NFL schedule. Now, NBC has decided that they'd rather see the Los Angeles Chargers and the Miami Dolphins, two teams who have a combined two playoff wins in the past 15 seasons, face off on what will be the most watched television program of the week. All thanks to the fact that Russell Wilson decided that he'd rather be a terrible quarterback running a made-up offense than being a good quarterback running a real offense. Russell Wilson, ipso facto, ruined Sunday night football. Oh, yeah, that's the only reason why. He's so bad that they flex Mahomes out of primetime. Think about that. You thought Mahomes <laughs> was the one quarterback where he can't get flexed out of. Uh, not the case. That's how bad and pitiful the Broncos. Nobody needs to see the Broncos in primetime again. I was looking at uh, some numbers this morning, actually, where for the Broncos – they're on, like, worst offense in Broncos history territory. That's what they're doing right now. I mean, it's not just a bad year for Russ Wilson. They are the worst offense in the Denver Broncos franchise history. Do you think uh, they've had serious. guys like Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch and Brock Osweiler play for them, and they haven't been this bad? Do you think that if Drew Locke were their starting quarterback, they'd have more wins? Yeah. That's what's crazy. Yes. I mean, probably so. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be on board. But Daniel Hackett's proving he can't coach in the NFL. He wouldn't even the play caller. And I think teams need to be more cognizant I'll of be honest with who's you. actually calling a play. He wouldn't call him plays I'll be honest in with Green you. Bay. I think Russell Wilson has been so bad this year that I almost don't even care about Nathaniel Hackett anymore. <laughs> well, well. Setting their whole franchise back, man. <laughs> like, Seattle's taking think, that okay, first-round pick. So, like, they're 3-8. and eight, Yeah. Right? Russell Wilson's been yeah. the worst quarterback in football. Yes. Do you think if Sean Payton were coaching uh -huh. his team, they would be above 500? They'd have another two wins. Yeah. 
I, I, I so think Mah- I think Mahomes brushing his teeth yeah. would have more better ratings than the Broncos. Honestly, Mahomes like live video of for him brushing hours, his teeth. Yes, for three hours start bleeding. I mean, would it, beat the Broncos in ratings. In, in Kansas City, there's no question. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, Mahomes like, brushing his teeth at Broncos. What are you watching? If they're watching a live cam of Mahomes just around his house doing chores. Yes, people would watch that more than a Broncos game. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Right now, if there was just a live camera of him just eating a sandwich, there would be thousands <laughs> of people watching in Kansas City. Of 100%. course. Yeah. And then there were some crazy stories where people were like digging through his trash a couple years ago. People are. Yes. People will absolutely watch a live but video. It, but stream. at least Sunday yes. Night Football can flex. I know Monday Night Football can next year with the new TV deals. But you see how horrible like a lot of the Thursday night matchups are. Not this week, but usually they're bad. If Monday Night Football's been bad matchups, at least Sunday Night Football, and everybody puts the crown on Sunday Night Football, which it should. It is the best in business. But they can flex! Listen, you know, Michael Irvin brought up a great point there at the end of that interview, talking about just how, how good it is. Stop and smell the roses. Appreciate what you have in Kansas City. We're lucky, man. We're lucky knowing that you've got Mahomes and Reed for the foreseeable future. Other franchises, such as, I don't know, off the top of my head, the Broncos, are not so lucky. I want to do a little exercise here to wrap up Nick's Notable Notes. I'm going to give you, you the Broncos. I, I can't really exercise We're going to do a process of elimination to find out who the sorriest fan base is, the sorriest franchise is in football right now. Okay. So if I just told you over the next five years you mm-hmm. have to be a fan of the Broncos or the Raiders, who would you rather be a supporter of? Who would you be more optimistic about the future of the oh, franchise? Okay, that's Broncos, a that's a different Raiders. Qu- the last part is a different question. What, what's the difference? Because if I'm just picking between two franchises in general, Broncos, at least they have – have won here more recently. No, no, as I a don't. Franchise. You don't. You don't. Yeah, the you're past. just talking about. The, so that's what I said. The qualifier at the end for the future. Yeah, it'd be the Raiders because they're not stuck with Derek Carr till 2026. They're not stuck with everybody till 2026. Okay. The way the Broncos are stuck with Russell Wilson, and they don't have the third overall pick because they traded that to Seattle. In okay, that trade. the Broncos or the Houston Texans. The reason why I'm going to keep answering. The opposite teams is because none of the other teams are stuck with maybe a bottom five quarterback for four years. As bad as things are in Houston, there is at least a chance they could end up drafting the next star quarterback. The Broncos can't do that. So I assume if I just started rattling off the Falcons, the Lions, the Panthers, you'd feel the exact same way. In fact, there was even on one of the national shows this morning driving in. Packers or Broncos, who has the worst situation over the next four years? They're both screwed with the way the quarterbacks are set up. The Broncos are still in a worse spot, but because of the money that's tied up in these quarterbacks. I don't know why there's still a level of optimism I have in the Packers. Well, because Aaron Rodgers, I know you made the comment yesterday that you think he's been a bottom five quarterback. He is not. No, I didn't say bottom five. I said Christian Watson. He's not. Christian Watson. Yeah, Nick Nick really liked Christian Watson coming out of college. I actually Nick mocked him. No, I mocked yeah. him four to five times no. to the Chiefs. Oh, really? I mocked that's him. That's 6'4 in that speed. So actually, He's second in the NFL behind Tyreek Hill with catches so over 20 I yards. I actually huh. mocked no, him. No, I mocked him I got six a lot of crap times. from picking Watson. No, I think, I think I'm pretty sure on the 6'10 site, Nick did his mock drafts, and, no. and he had I Christian Watson. I put mine Watson. out there in public for people to see. Nick doesn't do any of that. No, I, I mocked him about six or seven times to the Chiefs. Yeah, I think More he, than anybody else, Watson. I think. Yeah, You're not going to talk about Brian Edwards being on the Chiefs now, the former pick of the Raiders? Yeah, George George Pickens, I think, mocked as well. I think he had and Chris Olave, uh, Andre Watson. London. I'll take hey, Watson. One last one for you. Broncos, Cleveland Browns. 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 They have, I not still, even a hesitation. I still think, and we'll talk tomorrow about this on the show, is 
as gross as it is that they have Deshaun Watson, I still think he'll end up being a top 10 quarterback next season. I don't know what it'll look like the final five or six this year. And he'll be a top forget, 10 next year. Before he was suspended, he did he lead the NFL in passing he yards. He's pretty damn good as a quarterback. All the other stuff sucks, to say the least, but uh, he's a pretty damn good quarterback, and that's why the Browns were willing to sell their soul uh, for, for him and everything that comes with it. Coming up next, though, we'll talk some college football. Bink's in studio with us today, so we'll get to the college football playoff rankings a little bit. What's on the line for Kansas State on Saturday and something that has Bink as upset as I've seen him in a while? There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 